0: DesignCast podcast, the podcast for design and STEAM educators.
1: Hello and welcome to DesignCast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Reagan, and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world, from classroom teachers to authors, and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes A very special thanks to Mel Science for sponsorship of DesignCast. Mel Science is a subscription service that offers monthly science boxes which combine hands-on experiments with VR and AR technologies to engage kids in studying science. Mel Science strives to make serious science accessible, interesting, and cool. Science is about exploration, experiments, discovery, and asking questions, all of which come naturally to all children. The Mel Science approach helps nurture children's natural interest in science by giving them fun, hands- on experiments to engage, serious detailed explanations to learn, VR and AR technologies to dive deeper. If you're anything like me and my family, it's hard to find creative ways to keep kids busy and screen-free while engaging their brains, especially these days. Mel Science does all the upfront work for you so you can spend more quality time tackling projects together and they won't even know they're learning. I recently received a kit and it's really exciting all that comes in the box. There are many different activities and experiments in each kit which are enhanced through the integration of VR and AR. With Mel Science, there's something for every kid, including big kids like me. I encourage you to check out this unique service. As an added bonus of being a listener to this podcast, you can get 60% off your first box of any of the subscriptions by using the promo code DESIGNCAST, all one word, or by following the link in the show notes act fast as this is an offer that is only available for one month i can't wait to hear what you think of the service All right, on this episode of Design Cast, I was able to catch up again with my friend, Kevin O'Shea. Kevin is a kindergarten teacher in Shenzhen, China at Sheko International School. He has loads of experience in creating content for other educators, and his podcasts are of very high quality. You can listen to any of his past podcasts like the Just Japan podcast or the Making Better Teachers podcast through the links in the show notes. His latest project is called Nature Talks Podcast, and a link for that can also be found in the show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Kevin O'Shea. Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast and today I welcome back a guest from an early episode Kevin O'Shea Kevin how are you today
0: I am fantastic, Jason. Thank you uh, so much for having me on Design Cast again.
1: Well, I've been wanting to get you back on. It's been back and forth. I know you had a really long time kind of away from China last year, I guess, before you were back yeah. in, and I'm so glad you guys finally got settled. It was it was like watching a little bit of like one of these soap operas, one of the Latin soap operas, you know, where it's really hopeless <laughs> dramatic, trying to find out where you're going to live next. And yeah, that was crazy.
0: I was just going to say, we um, the last time I was on the podcast, I was at an Airbnb. Airbnb in yeah, are in Osaka, Japan, and that was an Airbnb that we had moved to. I think we moved six or seven times, and that was when we stayed in only for like two days. It was just like, oh, oh this okay. is not a nice place. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: pretty small, from what I can remember. But yes. I'm sure they're mostly small. But you know, yeah, yeah. How it is. So, Kevin, listen, can you just kind of update everyone about what your current role is and what you're doing?
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm teaching early years at uh, Sheko International School, which is the oldest international school in Shenzhen, China. And uh, when we say oldest, it's only about 30 years old. But Shenzhen, China itself is only it was founded in 1979. So it's a pretty new city. And for for those who aren't aware of the geography, because I know I certainly wasn't before I came here. Shenzhen is located on the mainland side of Hong Kong. So it's literally, I, I look out my, my living room window and across the bay, there is Hong Kong territory. So it's down south. It's a pretty hot place. So I'm teaching kindergarten this year before, you know, I, I was able to get out of that COVID limbo where I spent nine months in Japan. I, I, I came back to Shenzhen, I think it was November of 2020. Yeah. And I kind of, they had me bouncing around for a few months. I didn't actually have a set role at that point in time. And I was kind of fill- like a kind of a, a gap filler, so to speak, you know, if, if they had, you know, teachers who were sick, or they needed extra hands on deck for something, that's, that's when I came into into use. And then January of 2021, this year, they basically split, they had three kindergarten classes that were oversized. And that was all because of pandemic and, you know, having trouble getting staffing and whatnot, they, they divided those three classes into a, and they created a fourth class, and then I became a homeroom teacher again. And that was a, a one, it was really wonderful to become a homeroom teacher again, because I, I wasn't really such a big fan of kind of being in limbo, not sure each and every day what I was going to be doing. But uh, yeah, so I've been a kindergarten, and this year, the new school year began, of course, in August, uh, and uh, I am a kindergarten homeroom teacher. What, what else is new? I started pursuing environmental education courses through a Canadian university. So it's essentially what they call additional qualifications. So I'm a teacher in the province of Ontario, Canada. And these are courses that are, you know, extra training for Ontario teachers. And what I'm following right now, it's called environmental education specialist courses. So there's three of them. I've completed one. And once I finish the three, I will then be considered an environmental education specialist. And I could teach... You know, of course, all elementary, middle and high school as well.
1: Yeah. Very cool.
0: Pretty exciting stuff, because, I mean, for those who know me, that's like right down my alley. I mean, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big proponent of an advocate of outdoor outdoor learning. Environmental learning, which is kind of more of the holistic umbrella that outdoor learning fits into teaching, teaching kids, connecting them with nature, with with birds, bugs, all that, all that goodness. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at now. And that's uh, something I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. I'm I'm now um, learning about beekeeping. So I'm dipping. My I toes can't in wait the world to talk to you about
1: that. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty, yeah. I can't wait. To-
0: <laughs> that's really exciting. That's really exciting. Um, it's something I've wanted to do for years and years. And finally, the opportunity presented itself to me this year where I can actually learn how to be a beekeeper. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at.
1: That is super cool, man. I'm not doing anything nearly as exciting as that, but Hey, maybe, maybe soon. So Kevin, you have a bit of a past life with a couple of different things. You, you did a podcast in Japan for a long time. Can you tell me a little yes, bit so- about that?
0: Yeah, sure. So I was in Japan. I've been in Asia actually since early 2002. And I did a stint a few years in Korea as an ESL teacher. And then I was in Japan for almost 10 years teaching internationally international school. And what I I, I did, I was, I was one of the, the first Japan-based podcasters. I had long, I had long commutes to work podcasting was still kind of a relatively new beast and I loved listening to podcasts when I'd commute to school each and every day and one thing I realized was that you know there were podcasts about Japan with Japan content but they'd kind of pop up be around very briefly and disappear and often they were You know, maybe a couple of ESL teachers who had arrived in Japan on something called the JET program, and they would make a a very inside baseball kind of podcast about what they did. And I would listen and kind of be like, "Okay, I have no idea what they are talking about. You know, I've never taught I don't teach in public schools in Japan and I'm not an ESL teacher and I don't I don't get it. So I decided to make a podcast that I wanted to listen to. And I, I, in the past, had podcasted, I had an, an earlier one, actually, a Canadian history podcast. And I, I would do, I am a Canadian, I, and I do like research into different topics and then like write scripts and, and and read the scripts. And after about eight episodes, I was bored to death of my own podcast.
1: <laughs> and now it's history.
0: Oh, yeah, it was history. It was history <laughs> a long time ago. That was like 2008. I think I had that one. Go- okay. So I decided that if I was going to make a podcast that was going to have legs and something that I would be motivated to do for a long time. I needed to have guests. You know, I needed to bring in different people with the different perspectives. And it was called the Just Japan Podcast. And I did about 200 episodes. And, you know, each week, each week, I'd bring in a different guest who just had a different slice of life in Japan, you know, and it was really cool. You know, I had my, my little life as an international school teacher. But you realize there's so many people in a place like Japan or Korea or China, where I'm at now, who are doing really different, interesting, kind of out of left field things, and that's those are the people I, I wanted to talk to. So yeah, so that was uh, the Just Japan podcast, and that was that was um you know that was I learned a lot about the rigors of having a weekly interview podcast and how stressful it can be at times. You know, you've been there, I'm sure, where you have guests lined up and all of a sudden at the last minute they can't come on. And I've, I've experienced that from both sides, you know, as a host, but also as a guest where it's like, you know, I'm supposed to be recording a podcast in 20 minutes and my daughter has a fever and she just threw up, <laughs> you know. So I'm right. on Twitter no, feverishly, direct messaging, you know, a host saying, I'm sorry, I just can't come on tonight. I, I apologize a million times. But yeah, so, so that was great. And again, I, I learned a lot about podcasting. I learned a lot about interviewing people. You know, Actually, I I forged a lot of real-life lasting friendships from that podcast, Mm -hmm. which
1: is really cool. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, you've just summed up what I've experienced over the past, I guess, 24 months of just being able to have access to people that I've really uh, grown close to and really appreciate and admire and am honored to have a chance to to say that I know them. And it's been great. And so I I think – I don't know about you, but I really – my own podcast was really for me and if anyone yes. enjoyed it, great. Right. And yeah. so it was therapy. Well, yeah, for me. And, that,
0: and that's it. That's it. I mean, like, you know, I, um, after the just Japan podcast, you know, I, I left, japan i moved to china i was in beijing teaching and i don't know maybe it's something you're you're, you're gonna ask about but I'll, I'll jump the gun on it i created an education podcast i created the uh yeah the making better teachers podcast and i did about 30 episodes of that and then that kind of fizzled for me and the reason why it's exactly what you had just mentioned you're making a podcast for yourself and you know if some people enjoy it bonus i don't think i was making the making better teachers podcast for me I think I was making it kind of for the teachers out there and trying to put together something I thought other people would like. And because of that, I just kind of the spark went out for me, which is, you know, a lot of people wonder what happened with that podcast. Well, it was a combination of that. And then I was stuck in Japan at the time during covid living out of a suitcase with my family and it was a really stressful time and having to deal with the podcast during a stressful time just it just a lot of things didn't work out yeah so so that that podcast went the way of the dodo simply because like i said it it, i don't think i I wasn't making that for me i'm not sure what i was doing there but but i mean it it had it it had success and i met a lot of cool people but again just it didn't have my heart in that one
1: yeah no i totally get it and i mean i think if anyone's aspiring to do something like this or have a youtube channel or even just to create content on a regular basis it's got to be something you love it's got to be something you know that you really are interested in doing and that you find fulfillment in for that very same reason, because there's moments where I get tired too. and But usually it's because of outside sources, right? It's uh, it's the stuff that all these things you just described, you've got this pressure from this or from that, and then it makes it really hard to kind of keep up. But I I guess you know it's right when even when that sort of pressure kind of dies down, you go back to doing it. And so I think that you know you're in the right sweet spot if that's the case.
0: Well, I mean, that's one thing I've learned over the years. I mean, I just love podcasting. It's just so much fun. You know, I mean, I was a YouTube, I was a YouTube content creator for years and years. You know, I was an early adopter of that platform and vlogged in Korea for a no, Sorry. Well, I started vlogging in Korea, actually. Not well, but um. and then I vlogged for years in Japan. But podcasting is is a different beast. And it's I just again, I've always been enamored with it. I've always had fun doing it. So, you know, that's Part of the reason why you're gonna why you're talking yeah. to me today, you know. That's
1: right, man. <laughs> That's right. And you know, you can like you mentioned, you have a long commute. You can carry it with you in your pocket. Unlike a YouTube, yeah, you could have your YouTube video open, I guess. But sometimes you don't have the ability to have Wi-Fi or data yeah. or whatever, yeah. and so and not everybody can get access to certain things. And so, at least with you, you know, with with podcasting, people can download your episodes. They can use different catchers and streamers and all that kind of fun stuff awesome well we've alluded to it kevin thank you for (laughs) that very much i appreciate it we've alluded to it but i want you to tell me about your newest project because i'm super excited about this and i know you are too because you're doing it for you and so tell me about this new project you're doing
0: Cool. Yes. Well, thank you for again giving me a voice on your podcast and your platform to share this because it's it's a new it's a new little beastie I've got going here. So I just released a few days ago episode three of the Nature Talks podcast. And it is an environmental education podcast. So it's something very near and dear to me, something I'm extremely passionate about. I always kind of say that one of my little missions in life is to connect as many kids and teachers with 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 the natural world and try to light a spark and get them excited about biodiversity is a big one, you know, about about the the plants, the animals, everything around them and lighting that fire so they care about these things. And in turn, want to do something to protect these things. So, you know, I've been kicking around this idea of of an environmental education podcast for a long time. But, you know, I finally got it going. And this is a passion project. This is something I, I care deeply about. And, you know, it's, it's something I know that I'm not going to be, I'm definitely not going to get rich from it. I'm not going to become famous from it, but I'm going to be really happy producing it. So essentially, the, the, the premise is to just, it's it's an education podcast, but I'm just going to be focusing on, again, the environment, about sustainability, biodiversity. And in episode number one, which actually came out in July, and then it just sat there and I did nothing until earlier this month. Episode two, it's an episode where I'm just talking about why I feel, All teachers should take the time to learn a little bit about gardening. And I talk about kind of my passion with gardening and how it is such an important way of connecting students with the environment. And in episode number three, I interview one of my colleagues, a guy named Chet, who is a economics teacher at our high school, but he's also a beekeeper. And he's been a beekeeper since he was in middle school. And he had created a beekeeping project at our middle high school. And I've been very fortunate to be involved in that. We now have six beehives with native Asian honeybees and a group of enthusiastic teachers. And some very cool, enthusiastic middle school students have been taking care of these bees, learning about how to take care of bees, setting up the infrastructure on our roof of our middle school to support them. And that's what we talk about. And it's a fantastic, exciting project. And yeah, so it's really fun to share to share that with people out there. Cause I know that beekeeping is something that really fascinates a lot of people and a lot of, especially with, with the current state of, of the world and the environment more and more we're realizing how important pollinators are, but we, and this is something we talked about in the podcast. Normally we're just like watching videos on YouTube, showing kids videos or just reading stuff from a book. But we now have something set up at our school where kids are going to be able to actually come and see like firsthand like this is what goes on and and it, so yeah so that's and and the the podcast itself is you know i plan on interviewing scientists other podcasters other educators people who are doing just cool you know gardening projects environmental projects sustainability projects yeah, so that's that's where we're at with the the Nature Talks podcast. It's it, it's a lot of fun, and so far, and right now, I'm, I'm there's so many people I'm, I'm I want to have on, and I'm I'm really excited. I'm at that point of again because like you mentioned earlier, when you're doing something out of passion, or you're doing something because you really enjoy it, it's uh, well, it's not work, right?
1: That's absolutely right, man. And what's the response so far been from your first few episodes?
0: Episode two was kind of quiet. I got some positive response, and maybe I didn't market it a lot episode three just dropped earlier in the week and i uh, on the weekend and i I pushed that more and it's been fantastic i mean i had you know kath murdoch retweet me oh that's right
1: i remember seeing that
0: i had a lot of fantastic people you know a lot of like your colleague levi who had me on his podcast Mm -hmm. recess duty not long ago you know he's been promoting me and shouting me out and just kind of the who's who of the of the Teacher Twitter sphere, but yeah, so some some it was great. Again, you know, I've always been a fan of of Kath Murdoch and her inquiry work. So when she's she's excited to listen to my podcast, I'm excited too. You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know it's with anything, you know, it's going to be a a slow burn. We know that these things don't start off with lots of people listening. You got to build an audience and and have you know, like a catalog of some, a back catalog of content. And then, you know, so I've, I've been, I've been through this before. So I'm, I'm not like looking at my analytics, expecting hundreds, if not, if not, if not even tens of people, you know, we, we, we start slow, but it's, it's, it's been positive so far. And I know that, you know, as, as the weeks go on, the months go on, and I get more episodes and more great guests, it's gonna, it's gonna grow. And I'm, you know, it's a topic that I think is still relatively niche, but it shouldn't be because it is such a, a pressing thing with the state of biodiversity collapsing, you know, climate change and all the crazy weather we're having in the world now and species fragmentation, habitat fragmentation, all these different things. And these are all things I want to talk about on the podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. It shouldn't be something that's niche. Unfortunately, at the moment, I guess it is. But, you know, you, you've been through this before, as you said, and so therefore you're not going to be discouraged. Like I think a first time podcaster might be where they have a great idea and then they do two or three episodes. They don't get a great response and they just sort of give up because like who's listening and that kind of thing. So I I think it's great that you have that experience and that maturity and wisdom that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to have had. So that's, I know that will serve you well, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of the (laughs) advice like I've heard over the years where you'd have like, for example, like a successful YouTube content creator. And when they're giving advice to a new content creator, they say because y- you hear it like there's like not just kids but adults too. They're like, "I'm going to start a YouTube channel and become famous." Okay, or I'm you know, and they put out one or two videos and then they get you know less than a dozen views and they're and yeah and they're crushed, but they don't realize that things take time. You know, like when. You know, like when I watch uh, who's an example, I don't watch him so much anymore. But like there's a guy, this YouTuber named Philip DeFranco who has the Phil DeFranco show, which is kind of like his take on news. And he's got millions of subscribers. But I remember he was a daily YouTube content creator before there was even monetization when people did not make money. You just did YouTube because you did YouTube and it was fun. And I mean, this guy's been at it for 15, 16 years of making daily videos. And, and now he's making Good money, but you know he he put in his work <laughs> you know that's right,
1: that's right, yeah. yeah, and you know, and that, that like you said, I mean that's that's exactly right that people don't know how hard the work is because you have kids, I have kids, of course, they often mm. say, I was gonna be a youtuber. It, yeah. These guys make it look easy, but it's so much work that goes into it. And some people have gotten lucky, you know, and they've just mm. hit the market at the exact right time with the right formula. But in many cases, it's people who've worked really hard. And mm. it makes me think of the dot com times or startups yeah. and all these other things. You can't just rock right up and do that. There is some work. <laughs> that needs to be yeah. put in for that. And so I think you and I know that, which is great. And we're just going to keep on pushing because, you exactly. know, it, it, it does. People appreciate that when you put out, you know, 100, 200 episodes, people know you're not going to just disappear, right? That yeah. this is something that, that you're passionate about. So, man, that's great, okay. Kevin. So what do you think is going to happen next? What do you want to happen next? Let's say you get down the road a year from now, you have 30 40 50 episodes what to, what do you what do you hope to happen
0: what do i hope to happen You know, I, i'm just keen to grow my network i'm keen to make more connections i you know i see myself as i'm going through kind of some professional development work earlier this year and or this year and and following into next year with my environmental education with this podcast you know if if i have the opportunity like so for example i'm going to be doing a presentation at the early years exchange workshop series that's going to be in january that's Taipei American School are hosting it. And, you know, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a a, a small virtual workshop about, you know, kind of biodiversity, sustainability projects, and bees. And, you know, I'll get to connect with a few teachers and, and share some knowledge. And I guess just sharing knowledge, to be honest. I mean, I don't have... I suppose I don't have any grandiose plans. I just I just want people to take away, you know, to have some good takeaways from the podcast, to get inspired, to get some ideas. I guess what I always want, you know, I want teachers to get more excited about things. I want... I want every as cheesy as it sounds, I, and it's something that's come up on the podcast before, other podcasts I've talked about, you know, when you have a campus celebrating Earth Day, you see all these incredible things happening, people outside having story time in the, uh, you know, in the garden under the trees and people doing this and people doing that. The following day, everything gets packed away and you don't see anything like that happen again until the following Earth Day. But I want to see teachers being more involved in projects at school. I want to see more teachers getting excited about things. You know, I want to become more knowledgeable as a beekeeper and then maybe share that knowledge with other students and teachers. And yeah, again, I suppose no grandiose plans. It's just this podcast is going to get it's going to give me another platform to be able to kind of get the good word out. That we need we need to do more as as educators and as as humans to help the environment. And maybe people sometimes struggle with knowing what they can do as an individual. And hopefully, with future episodes and guests, I can I can get people on who can answer those questions for people and get people out there listeners excited.
1: Absolutely, man. That sounds great. That's exactly what I would I would hope to hear. (laughs) It doesn't have to be anything grandiose, you know. I mean, I think that's. I want a Ferrari. I want a
0: Ferrari. That's what I want want from from this podcasting. I want the big podcasting (laughs) money. That's going to bring me the Ferrari.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if anyone's listening, I hate to break your your image of this, but I'm not um one of these big podcasters, so it is what it is. But hopefully, we bring something to the table which people appreciate. So, thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I know that your podcast is awesome you make great content with if Thank people you. want to listen to what you've done with this podcast or any of your last you know your former stuff what's the best way to yeah. kind of check you out and check out cool. what your work's been
0: Yeah okay well kind of all over the place my former work I mean if you just if there's a website called just justjapanstuff.com. just japanstuff.com everything's still up there. All of my former or previous episode, my 200, 201 episodes of the Just Japan podcast, all there. So Just Japan stuff. If you do a Google search for Making Better Teachers podcast, you'll find that those episodes are, are still out there. For the new one, the Nature Talks podcast, I... I did make a mistake. I should have checked to see if there were any other podcasts called Nature Talks <laughs> before I created this one. And and there is. There's a couple, actually. And one of them was by Nature Canada, which is a really fantastic NGO. And they, they'd put together some really nice episodes of a podcast called Nature Talks a few years ago. But they just only did one season, and that was it. But if you if you did, like do a Google search for Nature Talks podcast, maybe type in Kevin O'Shea as well, and it shall pop up. It is still a new podcast. There's only three episodes. So when it comes to kind of like analytics or what do they call that? S- SEO, that's it. You know, it's just there's not a lot out there yet. But uh, if you search for that, there's also the Nature Talks podcast Facebook group. I've got a closed group, which I'm trying to grow, you know, and then I'm all over Twitter at Mad for Maple. And then I'm always I'm always throwing the stuff around about the podcast on my Twitter and and promoting it there. So, yeah, it's it's all out there. Just Google away and you'll find it.
1: Well, I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes so people can awesome. get to it quickly. So that shouldn't yeah, be a problem nice. for us to do. So, Kevin, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me today. And I wish you all the best in your podcast endeavors.
0: Well, thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate being on design cast yet again.
1: Yet again, man. You're one of yet the again. one of the lucky few who have, have had been the <laughs> boomerang effect. I love it. Thanks so much, Kev. Right,
0: take care.
1: This podcast
0: is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon.